Imagine a world where individuals reach their fitness goals because they know exactly what to do and how to do it. That's the vision that gets us up every morning here at RxFit. We are on a mission of helping individuals reach their goals through prescribed fitness. The Faces of RxFit podcast is a continuation of that mission. Let's face it, the vast majority of individuals are either unhappy or unhealthy when it comes to their overall health. This podcast is dedicated to both sharing our stories and teaching our community how sleep, nutrition, exercise, mindset, and connection with others are the key variables that will transform us to happier and healthier people. Every Monday, we interview someone in our community that has made that transformation from unhappy and unhealthy to happy and healthy. Then every Friday, an RxFit coach will share their unique insights on one of these five variables. For those not a part of our gym community, receive your free fitness prescription by signing up for our No Sweat intro on our website, rxfit.health. Now, let's get to today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by RxFit Plus. This program is ran by Coach Fernanda, where you get a couple of different classes throughout the week, as well as programming six days a week. The focus of this program is to get athletes ready for competition, specifically for the CrossFit Open. Uh, That includes if you're a high school athlete, a collegiate athlete, or just looking for more volume in your training, RxFit Plus is the program for you. To learn more, click the link in the bio. Welcome back, friends and family, to another episode of The Faces of Rx Fit. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving last week and already have your Christmas tree up. I know we do and already listening to Christmas music, so we're excited for the upcoming holiday. A couple weeks ago, I <clears throat> got on the podcast and I detailed out a series of five different pieces of workout gear that might come in handy for a a gift for somebody, a loved one, this upcoming season. My intent was to help you consider a few key points before you purchase some of these items. Um, Today, I'd like to carry on that same theme, more or less, but instead focus on your home gym. Now, nothing can quite take the place of training in person with your friends and coach. I believe the accountability, the camaraderie, and the consistency of your training sessions will always be greater than if you were to work out alone. However, I believe the vast majority of us will have some resemblance of a home gym in the future. The convenience of a home gym when a child is sick or work is busy just simply can't be beat. But the future home gyms of America aren't going to look like they did back in the 90s. Instead, they're going to look more like the collegiate and professional weight rooms across the country. So there are five items I believe every home gym needs that I would even call these essential pieces of equipment. They are dumbbells, gymnastic rings, a rower, a barbell, and bumper plates. Now, I wanna jump into each of these in depth. So first, the dumbbell. Your fitness in the future will be achieved to some degree inside the garage or basement. I believe that life will be busier and more remote, leaving the convenience of working out from home the logical decision. For this reason, I want to help you gradually build out your home gym, and I hope that you always remain a member of the RxFit community, but that your membership turns into a hybrid one, maybe some remote coaching as well as some in-person coaching. Now, an incredible amount of fitness can be achieved just with your own body weight, push up, sit up, running, jumping, playing sports. 
For this reason, I, reckon, I recommend that the first piece of equipment you purchase is a weighted object, specifically a pair of dumbbells. Every functional movement performed with a barbell can also be performed with a pair of dumbbells. Conversely, not all dumbbell movements can be performed with a barbell, which is why, and don't kill me, because don't kill me because a barbell with bumper plates is eventually on the list, but the versatility, the price, and the size of a pair of dumbbells just can't be beat, which is why it's the first weighted object on this list. You can perform all barbell movements either with a pair of dumbbells or just one dumbbell. The stimulus of a double dumbbell snatch is very different than a single arm dumbbell snatch. Both should be trained as the core is taxed and twisted in a different manner. Additionally, dumbbells take up little to no space at all. I'm speaking to the masses here, but you're generally going to be limited on space inside of your garage or basement gym. Dumbbells can be easily stored and stacked on top of each other. And when you pull them out to do your Metcon, you can also invite your spouse or your children or your friends to come in and join with you as a dumbbell won't take up any more space than a body will. You can just put it underneath you. Now, what type of dumbbells? I recommend the rubber hex dumbbells for a few reasons. First, because they're incredibly durable. And not only will they last you forever, but they're also the most comfortable to hold. The rubber heads minimize noise. They also limit wear and tear both to the dumbbell and to your flooring. And the hexagon shape, the hexagonal shape of the head of the dumbbell also prevents it from rolling around in your garage, which is, believe it or not, every garage is sloped and it's incredibly frustrating with the dumbbell rolling around. Now, I would refrain from purchasing the all-in-one options that many dumbbells or manufacturing stores sell, even at Walmart, because they're fragile. If you try to do Metcons with these, you'll be more worried about breaking them than getting a good workout in. Now, these dumbbells are the better option if you're only going to be lifting with them. But if you plan to do Metcons with them, I would choose the set rubber hex dumbbell weights. Um, here's your takeaway. Buy a pair of rubber hex dumbbells. You can buy them from Rogue. You can buy them from Walmart or Amazon. Just make sure they're rubber encased and hexagonal in shape, not round. For starters, I would buy a moderate weight, something that you could perform 10 presses overhead in a set. For most, that would look like 30, 35 pounds for a guy, I think, and 20 pounds for a girl. My next weight would be a heavier pair, something that you can press overhead about three times. This would be somewhere around 50 pounds for a guy, I believe, and 35 pounds for a girl. And then these two pairs of dumbbells will allow you to perform a broad, broad variety of workouts. Now, if you're a member of the ArcSpit community and you're fitter than the vast majority of individuals, I would upgrade some of those weights. For guys, I would choose a 50-pound dumbbell and then a 70-pound dumbbell. And for girls, a pair of 35 pounds and a pair of a 50-pound dumbbell. All right, let's move on to gymnastic rings. You're missing out on tremendous fitness gains if you're, only, if you're not using gymnastic rings as part of your weekly training. They serve the same purpose as a polo bar, except they have more utility. Now, allow me to explain. With gymnastic rings, you can hang them up high and perform traditional movements a pull-up bar allows you to do, like pull-ups, toes-to-bars, and muscle-ups. Additionally, you could perform levers, hanging L-sits, and tuck maneuvers like skin the cat. But then you can adjust the height of the rings, something you can't do with a pull-up bar. If you put the rings at hip height, you can do ring rows and ring dips. 
You can also work on I's, Y's, and T's, which are gymnastic movements, either standing up on your feet or on your knees. And having the rings at hip height can also help you learn advanced gymnastic moves, even like the iron cross. Then you can lower the rings down close to the floor and perform dynamic push-ups, shoulder stands. Eventually, you can even get to the point of doing handstand push-ups on the lower rings. And then there are dozens and dozens of different TRX and ab exercises that are possible with rings, with them just being inches off the ground. Now, what type of rings? I recommend always the inch and a quarter thick rings, and specifically the wooden ones. Competitive gymnasts use um, like one inch and a tenth. It's like 1.11 inch thick rings, but I would go with the slightly thicker ones. The inch and a quarter rings are more common in CrossFit and other functional training gyms, so it won't feel so foreign if you plan to also train in person at a gym. Additionally, the thicker rings are more durable. The only time I would recommend plastic rings, rings over the wooden ones is if your home gym is outside, like if you're in California or Texas, places like that. This goes without saying, but the wooden rings will get ruined if they're rained on. But outside of that condition, go with the wooden rings every time. The grip and comfort are superior to the plastic rings. I should also include something about straps. As a general rule, buy the 16-foot straps from Rogue. You won't need 16 feet, but that's the shortest strap length they have. And you want to be able to hang them up high and adjust them. So you don't need anything longer than 16 feet, which is why I recommend the 16 foot. And then after setting it up in your home gym, you can figure out how much of the strap you actually need and you can cut off the rest. That's what we've done in all of our gyms in the past. Here's your takeaway. The versatility of gymnastic rings makes them an obvious choice over the pull-up bar. The only, the only challenging part is knowing how to put together a bodyweight training program. Now, that can be quite challenging, especially if you don't have much of a background. If you're in that situation and you want some uh, a training program, just message me here or on the gym's Instagram account at rxfit.gym. I train athletes every day in fitness gymnastics and can give you 30 different workouts to get you started for free. So just message me if that is a concern for you. Now, on to number three, the rower. If you're on a very tight budget, purchase a speed rope, which is just a jump rope. But in my experience, you can only run and jump rope for so long before you just totally start skipping out on cardio sessions. And this is why I recommend purchasing a rower. I recommend the rower instead of a stationary bike because of all of the muscles involved. While rowing, you will use your hamstrings, glutes, quads, erectors in your back, abs, lats, and biceps. Truly a full body workout. On the bike, you will almost use exclusively your quads. Not only will you get more out of your training session with ro your, a rower, but you will also have a large variety of exercises. For example, you can sit down and just pull with your arms. You can stand at the back of the rower and do straight arm lat pull downs. Then you can flip over with your hands at the end of the rower, feet up on the seat, and do reverse pike ups, which is an ab exercise. On the bike, you only have one exercise, which is spinning or biking. Now, what type of rower? Buy the Concept 2 rower. They sell a couple of different models, uh, Model D and Model D, Model D as in dog and E as in Emily. The Model D is the older version but works just fine and works just like the Model E. The only main difference is that the Model D is about six inches lower off the ground than the Model E. So if you have trouble with mobility, maybe your hips or your legs, you just really don't like getting close to the ground, I would purchase the Model E as an Emily. <laughs> um, but 
there's really no difference and I would just go with the cheaper option, which is the Model D. Now, unknown to most, Concept 2 also creates a dynamic rower that moves both at the seat and at the feet. And this is the closest simulation you'll get to rowing on the water, which is pretty cool. I've actually never used them. I anxiously await the moment I can use them. I just don't know anywhere in town that has them. And they're about twice the price. But Rogue Fitness doesn't sell these. You can't purchase them uh, there or really anywhere except the Concept2 website. That being said, go with the traditional Concept2 model uh, rower, the Model D as in dog or E as in Emily. There's not much need for a dynamic rowing machine unless you're training specifically for an upcoming rowing race, which the vast majority of us aren't. I've only met in the past five years one competitive rower here at the gym. Now, <clears throat> I specifically left out the water-based rowing machines because I haven't had much experience with them, frankly. The few times I've used them, I didn't like them. And additionally, there seems to be a reason why collegiate and Olympic rowing professionals always prefer the Concept2 rower over these other water-based rowing machines that you'll see at uh, different gyms. Uh, but what if you really want a bike? I recognize that. And I want to make a comment here. So instead of a stationary bike that uses just your quads, I would consider purchasing the Airdyne, the Assault Bike, or the Rogue Echo Bike. These three bikes are variants of the stationary bike, but also incorporate the use of your upper body. If you really wanted a bike instead of a rower, I would choose the Rogue Echo Bike. And it's because the bike, Echo Bike is quieter, it's smoother, and it's more durable than the Airdyne and the Assault Bike. A big pain to any piece of equipment, especially as a garage gym owner, is maintenance. You don't want to have to fix or replace equipment. And the Airdyne and Assault Bike, in my experience, requires maintenance far more than the echo bike does now that being said i would still recommend a rower over any of these bikes because the storage of the rower takes up far less space than the bike so your takeaway when in regards to the rower if you're really tight on a budget buy a 50 dollars speed rope for everyone else buy the concept 2 rower model d and uh but if you really really want a bike Go with the Rogue Echo Bike. Now, number four, barbell. The barbell has no peer for building strength. If weightlifting isn't a part of your home fitness routine, I would strongly encourage it. The power, speed, coordination, agility, accuracy, even the balance that this single piece of equipment will develop enhances your fitness more than you can imagine. However, a lot of different barbells there are a lot of different barbells in the market. So here are a few pointers um, that I, I think you should consider before buying one. First, the value of barbells. A true weightlifting barbell can be used for just about any functional movement. Outside of the traditional squatting, pulling, pressing movements, you can also use them in Metcons in a number of different creative ways. Box step-ups, walking lunges, farmer carries, yoke carries. The opportunities are limitless. Your options include many of the traditional bodyweight movements as well, and, you, and then you can pour, perform them weighted. But attempting to enumerate the different movements you can perform with a barbell out, overshadows the effectiveness of five primary lifts. Now, I would do these every week, all five of these. Back squat, deadlift, a press overhead like a push press or a strict press or even a push jerk, a snatch, and a clean and jerk. These five movements alone can produce an elite level of fitness which will eventually lead you, to, lead you to health. 
If you aren't doing these five movements weekly, I would, I would strongly recommend you reevaluate your training program. Now, what type of barbell? You should consider two things, the circumference of the bar and the brand. Generally speaking, you have a barbell for women and a barbell for men. The woman's barbell is 35 pounds and about 25 millimeters in circumference, which allows for a smaller hand to easily wrap around the barbell, especially perform a hook grip. A men's barbell is 28.5 millimeters in circumference, about three millimeters, three and a half millimeters larger, and 45 pounds in weight, which is 10 pounds heavier. Now, as far as the brand goes, buy your barbell from Rogue. This is their golden goose. Rogue is known for their barbells. That being said, they sell a lot of different barbells online, which can be a little bit confusing. So my recommendation is to buy the Bella Bar for females and the Ohio Bar for males. There are a few reasons why. First, they both have a lifetime warranty on them. If they ever bend, which they won't, Rogue will send you another one for free. The knurling is standard, which is a diamond shape. Knurling is the part of the barbell etched in to provide grip on the outskirts out or the outside of the barbell. There are dozens of different types of knurling that everyone kind of likes, all designed to give you more or less grip. Both of these barbells have standard knurling, which is why, which is what the vast majority of athletes prefer. Too much tears up your hands on Olympic lifts, not enough doesn't help you on the deadlift. And I've gone to way too many gyms when the knurling is just so sharp, it, it, it will give you tears in your hands. And then I've also experienced barbells that basically have no grip. Now, if you go with the Bella Bar or the Ohio Bar, I believe it's, it's it sits right in the middle. It's perfect. Um, additionally, these barbells don't have center knurling. So if you plan on performing front squats, thrusters, or even clean and jerks, you really don't want center knurling because it's going to tear up your neck and throat. Another reason why I like these barbells. Two more reasons. They have dual neural marks. <laughs> Sorry. Dual neural marks, meaning they have two marks on the ends of the knurling. To give you additional options and consistently gripping the bar in different positions for the clean, for the snatch, and for deadlifts. And then for advanced lifters, these barbells provide the perfect amount of whip, or which is just like the bend in the bar when picking up maximum loads. If you're not that experienced, it doesn't really matter. Just know these barbells are, um, they're not overly priced, but they're superior in just about everything, in my opinion. Um, and then finally, I guess your takeaway, if you're a girl, buy the Bella Bar. If you're a guy, buy the Ohio Bar. That's about as simple as I can make it. The fifth and final is bumper plates. Bumper plates follow the barbell purchase logically because you can't really use a barbell without also buying weights to put on it. Now, the value of bumper plates, if you're shopping for weights to put on a barbell, which are called plates, you have three options. You have the iron plate, a bumper plate, and competition plates. Iron plates are the thinnest option, making them the best option if you deadlift seriously heavyweight. I'm talking about six, seven, eight hundred pounds. Traditional bumper plates can only hold around 465 pounds on it before you run out of room on this barbell sleeve. So if you're a competitive power lifter or strongman, these are the logical purchase. Bumper plates, on the other hand, are the thickest option, but I believe they are the most valuable for home gym athletes. Bumper plates are designed to be dropped to the ground from overhead unlike iron plates. Not only will bumper plates last you almost forever, but they're also designed to protect the life of a barbell, which is extremely important when you're dropping it. And if you plan to do any snatches or power cleans, you should choose bumper plates over the iron plates. Now, if you're a quick side note, if you, if you plan to buy bumper plates from Rogue, which is what I recommend, 
You have three options. You have the high temp bumper plate, the spec bumper plate, and the HG bumper plate. Without going into too much detail, I recommend the spec, S-P-E-C bumper plate because it's thinner by about a quarter inch from the other two, yet just as durable. If you want just style points, however, I think the HG bumper plate looks the best, but I mean, we're talking about a home gym here. Who really cares? Um, The HG plate just has a nice finish on it, but I would still go with the spec bumper plate. And then you also have an option of choosing competition plates, which are the hybrid option between iron plates and bumper plates. Man, how many times can I say bumper plates in this podcast? Um, Essentially, they're a half an inch bigger than the iron plate, but a full inch thinner than the spec bumper plate. And uh, these are also designed to withstand dropping weight from overhead. Additionally, each weight comes in different colors, which makes it a really cool looking plate. The downside to competition plates is that they won't last you as long as the traditional bumper plate, which is made out of uh, recycled car tires. My experience has shown that you can expect about 10 years on a bumper plate for individual use. Um, And they're about twice the price of a normal plate. So your takeaway when it comes to this fifth piece of equipment is buy the spec bumper plates and you'll never have to buy more. They're made from tires and can withstand just about anything. To put this into perspective, at my commercial gyms, I've replaced maybe 50 HG bumper and com- competition plates and zero high, tech, high temp or and spec plates. So for starters, you want roughly 245 pounds of plates. That's a, a good, nice round number that includes a pair of 45s, a pair of 35s, a pair of 25s, 10s, 5s, and 2.5s. Plus, you never want to run out of bumper plates, which is a big pet peeve for most gym owners. And uh, I, I even believe 245 pounds can uh, be perfect for two people, like if you're going to work out with your spouse. Um, but I recognize that many of you can squat and deadlift and even power clean more than 245 pounds. So you, I think that's a good start, but you can obviously buy more. Now, I hope that was helpful today as you build out your home gym. Merry Christmas here in a couple of, in a few weeks. And uh, if you're buying any of this, let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to help further. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you have questions you would like asked on this podcast, send them to me through the gym's Instagram account at rxfit.gym. Also, as a final reminder, If you don't currently work out with us at RxFit, I invite you to email me at tyler at rxfit.health where we can discuss your 2020 health goals. Let's do this together.